<laughs> hey, can you eat meat and still be healthy? This is what the question I want to answer tonight. Um, can you eat meat and still be healthy? That's the million dollar question. I just came from um, a speaking engagement. Listen, shout out to being back on the stage. Shout out to being back in front of people again. Felt amazing, okay? So that's number one, all right? Um, so happy to be back in front of people. But I just left a speaking engagement and you know we were wrapping up i was taking questions from the audience and one young lady raised her hand and asked you know here's the deal you know she said i can't i'll, I'll never be able to not eat meat and dairy she said it very plain she said i'll never be able to not eat meat and dairy so my question is um can I still basically do everything you talked about for the past hour and potentially be healthy, right? So again, just left the speaking engagement and I'm taking questions and you know, she raised her hand to act straight up. Like I hear everything you said. Cause listen, y'all, I was giving it my all. This was my first time speaking in front of people live since the pandemic. Like at the start of the pandemic, I lost all of these speaking engagements. And so virtual has been cool, but being back in front of people has been amazing. So she said, can I eat meat and dairy still? Because I can't give it, like I cannot live a life that's free of meat and dairy. So the first thing we have to understand is the difference between unable and unwilling, right? So the way she was positioning the question was, I'm unable, right? But what she meant was I'm unwilling. So first we wanna be clear on that, the difference between unable and unwilling because there is a big difference. And we use those words interchangeably, uh, but they're not meant to be used interchangeably, okay? Um, so you being unwilling to do something is not the same as you being unable to do something. But the million dollar question that she wanted to know, she said, listen, when I go to the market, I try and buy the cuts of, you know, ground beef and things that are leaner, 95% lean, 5% fat, so it's not generating all the oil in the pan. She said, I try and buy healthier chicken breasts, okay? Um, and she said, so is it possible, you know, to still eat the meat and dairy um, and get the outcome that you've been talking about? And so the short answer is, it depends on what your outcome what outcome you're looking for because it's a hundred percent true that you can get healthier healthier from where you are now eating animal products i did it okay so for those of you who don't know i used to be 65 pounds heavier so when i started my weight loss journey um i did the elitist method of getting healthy meaning i started counting calories um i'd cut out the fast food but i was still definitely eating meat and dairy and I was letting the front of packages tell me what was healthy for me. So if a meal was advertised as low calorie, as low or no sugar, um, low fat, you know, I fell for all of those sexy trigger words, which is basically crap, right? But I fell for it and I did lose weight, okay? So I definitely lost weight. But the bigger question is that I extend life. Now, an argument here can be made that losing weight extends life. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I personally have never seen a morbidly obese senior citizen. Like, have you ever seen somebody make it to their late 80s, 90s, 
you know, centenarian and literally be 100 pounds overweight, 200 pounds overweight, right? I've never seen an obese or morbidly obese centenarian, right? And so my goal is to live to 150. So does losing weight potentially extend life? Absolutely. But what is the quality of that life going to be? Because you can age, right? But you can still age in a pattern that reflects high quality, where you're self-reliant, where you're self-dependent, and then you can age that reflects dependency on drugs to keep you alive, dependency on machines and medical equipment to keep you alive. So there's different ways of aging. So let's be very clear that a lot of times, hey Shayna, hey Katrina, hey Jess, a lot of times, you know, people think that the worst outcome is death. The worst outcome is not death. People think I can, if I'm eating this thing or drinking this thing or smoking this thing or being sedentary and I'm not dying, then I'm winning the game of life. You are not winning at the game of life just because you can coexist with your disease, dysfunction, and discomfort. Being able to live with disease, dysfunction, and discomfort don't mean you winning. That that's not winning. You feel me? Like the mission is to be free of disease, discomfort, and dysfunction, right? And have and live life on your own terms optimally. Hey, Gina, right? So that's the goal. So her question to me today was: Listen, I can't. I'm not going to give up meat and dairy because that's not available to me is how she positioned the question. But what she was really saying is I'm unwilling to give up meat and dairy. And so she's taking the elitist route, which is thinking she's buying, you know, she's been fooled into believing she's buying higher quality meat. But here's the issue with meat, y'all. A lot of people think if I spend top dollar on better cuts of meat, or if I spend top dollar on free range, eggs or if I spend top dollar on Greek organic yogurt right um or fresh churn butter or whatever the fancy new word is we're putting in front of an animal these days um that I'm making a better health choice but essentially you're making the same artery clogging choice and what I mean by that is not judgment but what I'm saying is the thing that makes animal products unhealthy is not what's added to it See, we're thinking, okay, if I spend a higher price point, then I'm eliminating the junk they add to it. And that may be true, but even at its rawest, rarest form, without any additives, it's unhealthy. It's not that it's been pumped of X that makes it unhealthy. That makes it more unhealthy. It's the fact that it is an animal a mammal that makes its own cholesterol. Every mammal has a liver, right? We all have the same organs. Every mammal has a liver that makes cholesterol. So when you eat the animal, whether it costs you $25 a pound or $2 a pound, the animal still made the cholesterol that's clogging your arteries. You're not, just because you pay top dollar, to clog your arteries doesn't make you better than somebody who buys the stuff that's on sale, okay? So can you be healthier and still eat animal products? The answer is yes, because we don't know where you started. Listen, if you are coming from Hot and Ready's um, 
four for fours. They still sell four for fours. If you're coming from, you know, fast food, takeout, all your stuff was out of styrofoam containers and brown paper bags, right? And you're deciding to go home and cook your own burger from scratch or buy your own chicken breast and make it there, right? If you're deciding to do that, you are making a mildly better choice. But you are still clogging your arteries. It's exactly like I posted earlier today. Eating less of the junk doesn't make you healthier. Eating smaller amounts of, of trash, of concentrated sweeteners, refined oils, processed foods, eating less of the junk doesn't make you healthy because you're still uh, malnourished. You're still starving your body of the raw materials it needs to thrive. So eating less junk doesn't automatically nourish the body. Okay, so you have to eliminate the thing that is causing the chronic health challenge. If you're having chronic headaches, joint pain, back pain, all of these things, right? Eating fewer potato chips, eating fewer cookies, drinking smaller amounts of sugary drinks is not going to eliminate that chronic health challenge. So you can eat, quote unquote, cleaner meat. But it's not, clog it's clogging your arteries at a slightly slower pace, okay? It is, you know, depleting your body of nutrients at a slightly slower pace. The outcome is still the, ch is still the same. Our goal is to change the outcome, not to slow down the time it takes to arrive. You, we're not trying to slow down how long it's going to tell them that you were diagnosed with cancer or high blood pressure or autoimmune disease. We're trying to avoid that diagnosis altogether. Don't get it twisted. Just because you eat less doesn't mean you're not feeding the sick cells that already exist in your body. See, we all have cancer in our bodies right now. We all have cells that have went rogue right now. They're called free radicals. They're in your body right now. Okay, so eating them, feeding them uh, um, personal size of bag of potato chips tonight instead of a family size bag of potato chips, you're still feeding them, which means they still gonna crave the junk, right? So your mind, you're still getting that dopamine hit, right? And you're just getting a smaller dose of dopamine. And the issue is, the issue is if you think you can eat thinner Oreos, if you think you can eat just a, a personal size bag of chip, what you're really doing is you're going to be chasing that dopamine high that you used to get with the family size bag. You're going to be chasing that dopamine hit that you used to get with, you know, the whole sleeve of Oreos. So don't get it twisted, right? Eating less crap does not make you healthy. You're still neglecting the plants. Where is the water? Where is the 30 grams of fiber a day or more? Are you eliminating? You can eat a crap ton of calories and still be starving, the mission is to put things in your body that is preventing chronic disease, not just to eat one Coney dog instead of two, not to just get the small chili cheese fries instead of the, the large. What's that doing? You just slowing down how long it takes the doctor to tell you that it's a problem. They still gonna tell you, you getting the same outcome. You just decided to take your foot off the gas slightly. You feel me? No, 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 no. We need to come to full stop. You need to snatch the, 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 the gas pedal out the ride. You feel me? Okay, so that's number one. So can you be slightly healthy with, slight healthier and still eat meat? 
It depends on where you're coming from, 100%. But the question is, is there a level of health that is achievable beyond that? Yes, it is, right? So because when I lost my 65 pounds, y'all, I was still eating meat and dairy, right? When I went plant-based vegan, I lost maybe an extra five pounds. So I was already at a healthy weight when I decided to remove animal products out of my diet. So what did that do for me? I was able to recognize literally the impact that not eating this stuff had on my brain, my mood, my disposition, my sleep quality, my ability to concentrate. Because I was no longer hyper-focused on my waistline, I was able to see the impact in my body in other areas. But did I get healthier by losing that 65 pounds and still eating meat and dairy? Yes, I did. But did I get even healthier by then giving up the meat and dairy? Yes, I did. So here's the thing. The world is filled with average people who just strive to meet their quota every day. The majority of the people live life in the middle. Majority of the people live life in the middle. So if you're okay with meeting your quota, like doing enough so that nobody will be on your back about it. You know how we work a job that we don't really like? Like, let me just take the, the exact amount of calls I'm supposed to take every day, get the exact amount of sales I'm supposed to get every day. Let me just meet my quota. So if you want to live life meeting a quota, go ahead. Eat some meat and dairy or, you know, get the grass-fed, farm-raised, no hormone added, whatever. But if you're trying to set a new standard, if you're trying to change the outcome of your kids and your grandkids, i.e. epigenetics, right? You get healthier, meaning the people that ain't even born yet in your family is going to be healthier. Like, if you're trying to set a legacy and, and run companies, if, you're, if you have a goal as big as mine, which is to change the life expectancy of black people on this planet, then you can't afford just to eat a little bit of meat. You feel me? You can't afford just a little bit of sugar every now and then in your coffee because that hinders your cognitive capacity to excel in life. And see, my mission is to not be in the middle. The middle is too crowded. You feel me? And so most people live their life in the middle, doing just enough, you know, being nice and average. And that, and I'm not judging you if you there. Just own that you in the middle. Like, like stop acting like. Like, don't, don't make us think you striving for something bigger. Just stay in the middle. Stay in the middle. So us, us that identify as outliers, just going to be on the, outskirt, on the outskirts shaking the earth up, give us elbow room. But don't come on here talking about I'm just as healthy because I eat. No, the, us who are about to make big waves in the world, we need some elbow elbow room, fam. So just stay in the middle. Like, be average. Like, if, if your goal is to just not have a chronic disease, then that's okay. Like, that's some people's only mission. I've had people tell me, listen, Lisa, I went to the doctor, and my doctor said that all my numbers were good. So, you know, pass the, pass the chicken wings. Like, I'm, good. I'm at a healthy weight, Lisa. I'm not on any medications. They said my blood pressure good, my cholesterol good, my blood sugar is good, my resting heart rate is good, my BMI is sweet, my A1C is fire, right? So they're like, all my numbers are good. When somebody gets a, a report like that from a healthcare provider that says all my numbers are good, to them, they've made it, right? That's the people in the middle. Their goal is for all their numbers to be good, right? For me, all my numbers being good is the starting line. The people in the middle, that's their finish line. 
You feel me? But for me, being at a healthy weight and all my numbers being good, that means this, like, they've literally cleared the, what they say at the airport, like, clear the runway. You feel me? Like, because I'm about to take off. Like, I ain't got, I don't have, the, my health is not a liability. Oh, baby. If my health is not a liability, I can only imagine, I can't even dream up what's available to me. Like, if your only goal is to not be sick, that's cool. Live with that. A lot of people live, they're like, I wake up, I'm not sick, so that makes me healthy. That is a great place to be. Millions of people live there. But I'm like, I wake up, I'm not sick. What can I create today? Ooh, what book can I write? Who podcast can I get on? Who stage can I get on? Who can I educate? Who can I breathe life into? Who can I motivate today? Because I woke up with this bill of health that I can leverage I can turn this I can turn this bill of health into money. I can turn this bill of health into opportunities. I can turn this bill of health into jobs for my community. I can turn this bill of health into a legacy for my family. Like with this bill of health, I'm about to build a company that's going to outlast my name, right? But for some people, that bill of health, that bill of health is their is their is their finish line. They're like, boom, I'm healthy enough to go work another job and bring another dollar in and keep a roof over my family's heads. And that's cool. But me, I don't, I'm not healthy to be healthy. I'm healthy so that I can leverage my cognitive and physical abilities. Like how dope is it for me to travel the world and be somewhere at a waterfall somebody never heard of and, and inspire them to make them want to travel. Like, I use my health to do amazing things. Like, I lose my health to risk it all. Like, I'm like, shit, let's go to the top of a mountain. Let's go quit our day job and start a company and see if we can fly. Let's see if we can sprout wings and fly. So that's the question. The question is not, can I be healthier and still eat meat and dairy? The question is, what level of health are you striving for? If you're just trying to be disease-free, that's basic. That's meaning your quota. That's doing enough calls a day so that your supervisor is not on your back about nothing. But if you're trying to go to the next level that creates opportunities for the kids behind you, for the people who watching you, then there's a level of health that won't allow meat and dairy and refined sugar and concentrated oils to exist. Because I can't, I can't, see my, my commodity that I sell, I have one physical product that I created in 2019. I started my first company in 2015. I have one physical product that I sell and that's my recipe book. All my other products are IP, baby, intellectual property, right? Matter of fact, I just got the confirmation yesterday from the United States government copyright office that my farm to table curriculum is finally copywritten. You feel me? So I sell this. You feel me? So because I sell what's in my mind, I cannot, I do not have the luxury of risking my intellect because I sell intellectual property. You feel me? I don't just, I don't sell t-shirts. I don't sell shoes. I don't sell lashes. I don't, you know, I, I, I sell intellectual property, which means in order for me to excel, I got to protect my intellectual property. Like this right here is a commodity. I can't exist Farm the table on the Black Health Academy and my speaking career cannot exist, coexist with sugar. Like I can't afford it. So could I still be, you know, disease free and eat some meat from time to time? I could, but could I eat the meat from time to time and still produce the fire intellectual property that I produce that people pay me thousands for? No, I can't. 
I know how my brain functions when it's free of meat and dairy and concentrated sweeteners. I've, I've been on both sides. I wasn't born a plant-based vegan. I didn't become a plant-based vegan until my 30s. So I had, a good, I had a good couple decades under my belt, like most of you, you know, experiencing the other side. So I know what both sides feel and look like. So I know on this side, it wasn't until I freed my brain of mucus and inflammation and toxicity that I was able to produce income producing quality content that was able to save lives. I wasn't able to do that on a sugar brain. I wasn't, be able, I wasn't able to do that on a mucus brain. So it, it hit different. You know what I mean? That level of health hit different. And so you have to, what level, what level of health are you striving for? So you're going to be that sexy, sexy in the middle, or are you trying to go optimal because you got stuff that you're trying to produce? You got outcomes that you're trying to achieve that impact more than just you. Okay. So that's, that's the answer to that question. Listen, old girl came in the speaking engagement today. Like, listen, I hear everything you saying. Y'all, I poured my heart out on this stage for about an hour today. Okay. It was my first speaking engagement in person since the pandemic and it was lit. I loved every moment of it, but I promise you, I sat there and preached about the power of health and nutrition for an hour. And at the end of it, she was like, yeah, but I ain't never given up being dairy. So is all this still possible? I'm like, yo, right? And I love it because she's honest. I love those people because we, we need people like that, not people that's out here fronting. Like, just be real with it. Like, no, I'm about a chicken breast and um, I'm just trying to live to see another day, right? And that's cool. So whatever you're striving for, whatever your, your contribution is to society that you're trying to leave, your health should be congruent with the contribution, that you're trying to give to society. Because the only point of existing as a human is to make the world a better place than what you found it. You know what I'm saying? So what's your contribution, right? Meaning, have you identified what your gifts, talents, and purposes are? And have you aligned them with, you know, your mission? So identify your gifts, talents, and purposes, and that'll help you you know, decide what your contribution to society is. Like me, I'm a teacher. Like I was talking to a good colleague of mine yesterday and we were talking about all the racial injustice and everything that was going on. And he's a white man in his 60s. And he was like, uh, Lisa, what should I do? You know what I'm saying? He like, what can I do? Like I'm watching it on the news. I know it don't affect me like it affects you. I know I got this privilege as a white man. What can I do, right? And my answer to him was, your form of activism, any person's form of activism should be aligned with their gifts, right? So whatever your gift is, and your gift is whatever comes to you easier than it does for somebody else. So my gift is speaking. My gift is communication, right? So I said, whatever your gift is, that sh you should align that with how you want to contribute to racial justice, right? So for me, for example, my gift is teaching and speaking. I'm able to take hard-to-understand concepts like things that can be ambiguous and overwhelming like nutrition science. And I can break it down and translate it for people to understand in a much easier manner, you know, by decoding it, using analogies, right? I'm able to teach so that everyone can comprehend it, regardless if they have a science background or not. 
So that's when I'm able to do with information. That's my gift, right? And so because that's my gift, I started an academy, right? I started a school, right? So the Black Health Academy, and then I created a, a curriculum and I put it into a coaching program called Firm to Table. So that's my gift. So that's my form of activism. My form of activism is not marching with picket signs. My form of activism is not recruiting people, um, you know, uh, campaigning for certain people to get in office. My form of activism is preparing the health for the people that's on the front lines, right? So you'll never see me on the front lines. You will see me in the back coaching the people on the front lines on how to thrive physically and mentally so they can do what they do best on the front lines, right? So our form of activism should always be in line with what our gifts are. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what's important. You feel me? That's what's important. So we need to make sure that our health is is aligned with and congruent with our health is aligned with and congruent with the contribution that we want to make to society so the question is not can i still be healthy eating meat and dairy the question is the level of health that you can achieve still eating meat and dairy is it good enough for the contribution you want to make on society because if the only contribution you want to make is like you know maybe raising a kid who don't grow up to be a jerk you know what i'm saying like you might not need to be able to you know, <laughs> climb mountains or walk up 15 flights of steps to do that. You might not need to be super mentally sharp to do that and, and create content and brand new content from your own mind that can be copywritten and, and live past you. So whatever you believe you're meant to be here to do, whatever you think God put you on this planet to contribute to this world, your health should align with that. So I know I was meant to put Weight Watchers out of business, <laughs> like real talk, like they, I'm taking them down and I don't care if Oprah is a sponsor. Like, so I'm meant to make the Black Health Academy a household name. People will attend the Black Health Academy long when I'm gone in order to understand how to improve the health for people of color, whether they're doing it for themselves or whether they serve as people of color. That's what the Black Health Academy will do for the world, right? That we will make it so that people of color are armed with the information tools that they need to thrive in this world, right? And so that needs to exist long past when I'm gone. So in order to create curriculums and intellectual property that is aligned with that mission, my brain needs to be exceptionally sharp. My brain needs to be on fire all the time. My staff, everyone who's under me. As a CEO, all you do is solve problems. That's it. Like the only time somebody calls you as a CEO when you're a CEO is when they have a problem that needs to be solved, right? And so the fact that I solve problems all day, when I get an email, it's a problem. When I get a phone call or a text, it's a problem. Now, I'm not complaining and I'm not trying to sound negative, but as a CEO, if you're, if you're really a CEO, like if you're really doing your job as a CEO and not trying to do everybody else's job because you're afraid of delegating and letting go control but if you're really being a ceo that means you delegated responsibilities to people right and your job is to create a vision for the future of where we're taking this company and this mission your job is to steer the ship your job is not to be down below deck you know uh, whatever they do below ships i don't know inflate the tires i don't know but your job is to be in the front steering that thing and you've entrusted the rest of your crew to all do their job right and so as a ceo your job is to solve problems as they pop up that's what you do all day and so i can't be sharp in that role if I'm fueling up with caffeine 
and sugar or refusing to fuel at all because I think everything in life should be centered around work so I never exercise, I never go out and get fresh air, I never spend time with people I love, I never decompress, I never you know, do proper restoration, I never do mindfulness, right? I'm doing myself, my community, and everyone that works for me a disservice because I'm not living up to my capacity with regard to health, which should be in line with my contribution. So that's what it is, y'all. Okay? So that's what it is. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Um, y'all got any questions before I hop off? Any questions? Any comments? Now, I know I'll be going hard, but feel free to ask me questions. I'll be nice when I answer them. So any questions before I hop off? But I hope this was helpful and I hope it makes sense. Can you be healthier eating meat and dairy? Absolutely. But the question is, does that level of health align with the contribution that you're meant to leave on the world, right? Because if it doesn't, then you need to go to the next level. So yeah, you can be healthier, but you can't necessarily you can't necessarily do what you were meant to do because we all have a purpose here. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you so much. Um, so I hope this was helpful, guys. I don't see any questions, so I must have nailed it tonight. Who knows? But I came back in from the speaking engagement. I was itching to get on here and break this down. I'm like, ooh, she talking about can you be healthier? Yeah, but does that level of health fit you? You know what I'm saying? Like being disease-free, is uh, that's just the starting line. That is not the finish line, okay? Um, Maisha, you ready to go to the next level? Yes, let's go. Let's go. There is levels of health that you haven't even touched the surface of. Even me, like there's levels of my subconscious that I haven't even deep dived into yet. Like I'm striving for better every single day. So I hope you guys are too. Thank you, Katrina. I'm so happy I nailed it for you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I appreciate you guys for watching. Okay, um, if there's something that resonated with you tonight and you think about it later or whatever, just DM me, whatever. We're going to work this thing out. You know, y'all know I'll be passionate about this thing, but I, I'm here for y'all. So DM me, let me know, leave a comment below. I'll circle back around, answer any questions. That's all I got for y'all tonight. I just discovered The Handmaid's Tale. So I'm, I started watching that like yesterday. So I'm a couple episodes into season one. So I'm about to go check. I know I'm late as heck. That's a really good show, y'all. Um, so I'm about to go watch that um, and drink the rest of this water for the night and decompress. Okay? All right. So y'all have an amazing night. And I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching.